X-Ray Bunny! One of the darkest act threes in Pope on film history. Yes, Bunny, my friend, it is time once again for all of us here at the Pope on Film Podcast to casually stroll on down to the third and final act of the show. And for the uninitiated among you out there, the third act is wherein we finally eventually get around to discussing our low-cost, same great taste now with 30% less poison movie of the week. And this week... Look, this one's on me. All right. Okay. My bad. Okay. I thought it was I, a concept. And I want to say. Was, I want to say. I liked yesterday. I even liked Across the Universe. I even liked I Want to Hold Your Hand. What the fuck was this? I don't know. Um, I have a theory as to what this is, and you will get to that near the end of the discussion, and I am super proud. I have figured out what this is. Okay. I have nailed it. I know exactly what it is. Okay. So, well, it's the death of disco was, for one. <laughs> yes, absolutely. The concept was that we had so much fun with our summer long tribute to the late Fred Willard that we needed to watch something truly bad to cleanse the palate that we sometimes watch movies that we like and sometimes watch movies that we hate, but we had so much fun throughout May and June and July and August that we needed to punish ourselves now. Yes. Yeah. Self-flagellation by a film. So, my bad, it's my bad that we're discussing the 1978 musical bomb known as, sadly known as, Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band, and yes. I miss the Fred Wilder. I'm going to say, yes. I miss it. I miss, there you well, go. You okay, can. send me the video. Okay. You can, still, <laughs> you can still do it, it'll just be zero a lot. Yes, but I was really proud to see that the guy who delivers the telegraphs in the city of Heartland, I was like, that old guy, it's weird because this is 1978 and this guy's really old, but I swear to God, I've seen that old guy before. Yeah. And sure enough, he was the old, nearly catatonic rich guy uh from best in show okay and i was really like oh my god uh, there's a fred willard connection to this week's movie i was really proud of that yes anyway bunny what you're as i like to 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 recently start off the discussion what are your preliminary thoughts on this week's film well, again, it, 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 if if this movie achieves any one thing that I could give it credit for, I would say that this movie pretty much single-handedly killed Disco. Yeah. Uh, my parents saw this movie and liked it. 
I mean, this movie screams untalented hacks. The the thing that killed me was that I got sick of this film exactly 19 seconds in. Okay. Because we open up at the the French town of Flu de Coupe. And that's such a horrible fucking pun to open a movie with that it's like, oh, guess I better buckle up for bullshit because... We've got a full movie of this. <laughs> and the thing that blows my mind is that it's such an odd film because on paper, when you look at the facts, when you look at the statistics, yes. on paper, this film is a fucking winner. This is yeah. a winner. Oh my God, yes. George this Burns a- himself was hot as hell at the time. The Oh yeah, God movies were huge. Oh God, oh God, book two. Oh yeah, I remember all of those. I remember the that body switching movie he did. Yeah. Uh-huh. I, 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 yeah. He was he seventeen was a, again. Yeah, seventeen again was great. Yeah, like. This is a winning idea in theory. This is a 1970s. That's the fucking Bee Gees and Peter Frampton. I mean, at that time, you're talking Beyonce level and shit. Yeah, I got a story. I got a story about that. Originally, when they started the film, here, Peter Frampton, here is your dressing room. And here the Bee Gees, here is your one dressing room. And the Bee Gees were like, we're kind of starring in the film. You think we could get three trailers? Apparently this is my Bee Gees voice. I don't fucking know. Could we get three trailers because there's three of us? And they're like, no, you're the Bee Gees. You get one trailer. But like a few weeks into the filming of the movie, like a week or two into the filming of the movie, fucking Saturday Night Fever came out. Yeah, and and like that was such a big deal. That's that the Bee Gees arrive on set and they're like, "Barry, here is your dressing room. More, here's your trailer. Maurice, here is your trailer, and here is your trailer. The third one. Yes. So, so yeah, uh, Saturday Night Fever was such a huge hit that they went from getting the Bee Gees trailer to separate trailers, and I thought that that was interesting. So yeah, this is them at like peak bejicity. Yes. You know? So so 1970s glam, rock, disco opera starring the biggest names of the 70s and Donald Pleasance. Uh-huh. Uh and the music is all from the goddamn Beatles. Yes. And I I went and I saw the movie yesterday in theaters. I saw it two or three times, and I'm like, I like this movie. And I got on Twitter, and I said, I like the movie yesterday. And some rando on Twitter is like, do you like the movie yesterday, or do you just like the music of the Beatles and are willing to sit through an unfunny movie just to hear those songs again? And I'm like, damn, motherfucker, you really got me questioning my love of the movie yesterday, but I dare say that I like the movie yesterday because this has 
two times the music of the Beatles that yesterday does, and I hate this piece of shit. You know? I, I, uh, I, I really do like yesterday. I like yes, yesterday a lot, but it's one of those... Oh, my God. Jeannie's making bread pudding. It looks great. But... Uh, it's it's very much by the premise, by the movie kind of movie to me because the whole lie, which was basically the premise of yesterday, was not needed. Yeah. The story of, hey, I fell off my bike, hit my head, and now I remember a band that all of you people have forgotten. Here's some of their songs. Would have achieved the same ends. Yeah, I, I I I just feel that the movie builds and builds and builds and builds and builds and builds and builds and, builds and, and oh shit, we don't have a good way to end this. Let's just kind of end it and the end. Yeah, you know, I I feel that that the movie is really good until the ending because they just wrote themselves into a corner and like there's no good way to end this movie that you've built up and up and up but but um, the premise that they give me is still enjoyable yeah i would much rather discuss yesterday than discuss Sergeant pepper's lonely hearts right look at them behind you look at them Look at them behind you. Good Christ, what are those outfits? Bob Mackie all over it. If cigarettes don't exist in his new universe, how many more people are alive? I think about that a lot. And and again, also keep in mind that Rob Stigwood was like the the David Geffen of his fucking day. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, so, like, yeah, on paper, this is a great film. Alice Cooper, Steve Martin, the Bee Gees, Earth, Wind, and Fire, George Burns, Peter Frampton, Aerosmith, still high? Yes. Uh, this all sounds amazing. And then the music is arranged and recorded and directed. The music is done by the George Martin. Yes. So this all sounds great, but apparently the devil's in the details because this is a close to unwatchable film. This is a difficult movie. I mean, come on, man. If you are professional singers and performers, how do you not bury a Beatles song? I mean, I mean, I swear it was all garage band level. It was like, like. How many people were in the committee trying to figure out how to rip the so- the heart and soul out of Beatles songs? Yes, I am so glad that you mentioned that because let's take a look at reviews. I've got Rotten Tomatoes popped up right here. Let's discuss some reviews of this week's movie, shall we? The yes. first review is so freaking great from Casey Summers of the Washington Post. Frampton sings the Beatles songs, quote, as they've never been sung before, it says in the press release. Well, yes, they have been, as a matter of fact, and better. So I love that review. <laughs> uh, let's, 
from Variety, a totally bubblegum and cotton candy melange of garish fantasy and narcissism. Yes. This crass moral pantomime is plain and embarrassing. I love this review from the St. Louis Post-Dispatch. It says, quote, not available. Whoa, Whoa. Savage AF! Damn, call yeah. St. Louis Post-Dispatch. Uh, oh, the New York Times. Not our favorite uh, savage film critic, but Janet Maslin from the New York Times said, this isn't a movie, it's a business deal set to music. <laughs> yes. That's really good. That is that is that is a great freaking movie review, Bunny. Why don't you? This should be easy. Uh, why don't you uh, try and uh, walk us through the plot of this week's movie? <laughs> okay, so there was there was uh, Sergeant Pepper who was uh, fought the Greek King Alexander and was killed. Uh, yes. And then they decided, well, let's pick another new Sergeant Pepper and Lonely Hearts Club band. So George Burns went and got these four guys who were really, really popular at the time. <coughs> but somebody stole the magical weapon, the magical instruments, and they had to go and find the magical instruments. Basically, they would show up someplace, somebody would sing a song, and then they would show up someplace else. I'm, I'm confused as to how a white man dies and they make a wind, wind chime yeah. in his business, which comes to life, but when it does, he's a black man. I don't understand that, um, but I don't know a lot about wind chime magic. It, this movie, well, but in specifically, it's Billy Preston who has always been was, said to be the fifth Beatle. He's one of seven people who was the fifth Beatle. I, I, I mentioned that Natasha watched a little bit of the end, and I'm like. It, it, yeah, he, he's the only person who actually, you know, played an instrument in a Beatles album that was in that is in this movie. Yes. This movie. It's difficult to say what is wrong with the movie. In many ways, this movie is a golden corral. All you can eat restaurant. Because there's, because there's not just one thing wrong. No, no. There's a lot wrong. Um, first off, the Bee Gees aren't the fucking Beatles. One of the things, one of the things that I have identified as being wrong is is something that I can't believe the Bee Gees were able to be done, but they've kind of personified the phrase. Well, that sounds really stupid when you sing it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I almost downloaded the Earth, Wind, and Fire song, though. 
Yeah. They, they're only, they're only uh, two. There was a movie review that said that there are only uh, three things good about this film. Earth, Wind and Fire, Aerosmith and Steve Martin. And it's like, not even Steve Martin. He's fucking horrible. What is his deal in this? He's talking oh. all weird, walking all weird. And like, was he high too? Because like, he's annoying the shit out of me in this movie. <laughs> yeah. Like, what even is his deal in that song? Um, but fucking Peter Frampton isn't Paul or John. No. I hope to never see Donald Pleasance dance ever again. And no. it's obvious. It's obvious that like, okay, we want you to sing this song. We want you to sing this song. We want you to sing this song. And Donald Pleasance is like, okay, bring it on. And uh, you know what? You know what? I I don't want you to sing. Uh What I want you to do, this is what I want you to do. I want you to sing talk. Yes. And that's what you say to someone with a horrible singing voice. Yes. You go. I, you know what? I, I don't want you to say what I want you. I want you to sing, talk. Can you do that? Just, just say, "I want you. I want you so bad." Oh, perfect. There you go. You got the part. Wonderful. Uh-huh. Another big achievement for this movie that I think should not be overlooked is that uh, this is the first movie that has actually brought scent to the silver screen because you could smell Aquanet riffing right off this movie. Absolutely. Absolutely. 100%. 100%. Amber came in and saw the mean Mr. Mustard scene when it gets all techno kooky cringe, and Amber said, I don't know what you're watching, Dad, but this looks like cats. And I got really upset because it's like, yes. I, got, I got pissed. And it's like, parts of cats are fucking beautiful. <laughs> Cats is at least fun to look at. This movie looks like you you ate a bunch of jelly beans and then vomited. This movie looks like this movie looks like a migraine feels. Well, it's it, it, but it, but there are definitely comparisons to be made to Cats because again the musical numbers in that movie just fall fucking flat. Absolutely. Absolutely. And these are Beatles songs they're making for, you know, I'm sorry. Andrew Lloyd Webber is no Beatles. Okay? Yes. And yes. these are Beatles songs that they're making fall flat. Yeah. Uh, there are only two things that are good about this movie. Earth, Wind, and Fire. I love that. The song that they do, uh, what, Got to Get You Into My Life? Yeah, they did a good performance. Yeah, uh, that hit like number nine on the Billboard charts at the time. And it was it was like a minor hit for Earth, Wind and Fire. And I just love the fact that like that, like here are a bunch of black dudes that we saw in uh Last October, during our black exploitation marathon, just saying, "Okay, here's a Beatles song, and we're gonna make it our own." Yes, you know, so many times in this film, people are doing cover songs, and it's like, "Oh, I automatically know what that one is." But no, uh, it, it, we are going to do a cover of an of a Beatles song. But Earth, Wind, and Fire said we're gonna take this Beatles song and make it an Earth, Wind, and Fire song. Yes, 
You know, and I really appreciated that. And also, Aerosmith is still on drugs. And I'm yes. not I'm not saying that drugs are good. Well, in this period, this period is also where Aerosmith is just like starting to break through for yeah. the first yeah. time. Yeah. I'm not saying that drugs are good. You don't like drugs? That's all I am. All I mean is him. What I'm saying is there's a difference in quality between Dream On yeah. and Looks Like a Lady. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, but this is a strange hot... So, so this is my theory about this film. I, I think I nailed it, okay? So this film is a strange hodgepodge of characters that appear and disappear and strange names and bizarre songs and inexplicable cameos and scenes that are completely different from one to the other. And it's difficult to explain what this movie is. How do you explain how weird this movie is? And that's when I nailed it. Okay. I nailed it, honey. I know what this is. Uh, it, how would the beginning go? It doesn't matter. Let's just skip to the title. This movie is The Bee Gees Holiday Special. <laughs> and Peter Frampton has to get the Bee Gees back to their home planet in time for Life Day. I'm yes. surprised Harvey Corman wasn't in this three times. Are you sure Harvey Corman wasn't in this three times? I don't know. I honestly do not know. But 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 yeah, no, this is a made for TV variety special. Oh god, yes. Said, Let's turn it into a movie to try and make more money. That's what this is. This is just a goddamn 70s variety special. Uh-huh. Is all this is. This is exactly the Bee Gees variety sp- holiday special. That is exactly what this is. Yes. And, and, and I'm really proud of that. Also, it, let's just let's just go over the numbers because I wrote this down. Let's go over the numbers. This film should not be called Sergeant Pepper. This film should be called Abbey Road. Yes. Because um, every song from Sergeant Pepper is in this movie except for two songs, Within You and Without You, Because Ew, <laughs> and Lovely Rita, which they just couldn't find a, a way to use it, but is one of my favorite Beatles songs from Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. And then, uh, so there are 13 tracks on Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band, minus two, that's 11 songs from Sgt. Pepper. But this movie also uses Come Together, Maxwell Silverhammer, Oh Darling, I Want You, So Heavy, Here Comes the Sun, Because, You Never Give Me Your Money, Mean Mr. Mustard, Polythene Pam, She Came In Through the Bathroom Window, Golden Slumber, and Carry That Weight. That's 12! Yes. There are more Abbey Road songs than Sgt. Pepper songs in the movie Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band, and that just pisses me off. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously. So, okay. So, what happened was, was this guy, uh, Stigwood, what's his nuts? Yes. Rob Stigwood. He had Rob he- Stigwood. Yeah, he bought the rights to 29 random Beatles songs, and he's like, I got Beatles songs, we got to do something with it. And originally he was like, I don't know, we can put it on Broadway. We'll do a fucking Broadway musical, whatever, 
We'll do we'll do it as a musical. So he he was like, I need to write a script. I've never written a script before. I need to find someone to write a script. So we found a guy, Henry Edwards, and he's like, Henry, here, you write this script. And not surprisingly, Henry said, but I've never written a script in my life. Okay. And Sigwood said, yes, but I read a paper you wrote about musical theory and the Beatles so you understand their music so you write the screenplay and Henry Edwards said okay again I don't know how to write a screenplay but I'll take a crack at it and so he came up with this film so it's not surprising that the person who wrote this movie had never written a script before in his life but whatever originally they wanted kiss to play the future villain band but kiss and i love this story kiss said we are not going to be in this film because being in this film will tarnish our reputation why should we be oh, a small part in a movie about another band when we can star in our own movie? That's what we're doing. We will not do Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. Instead, we will make our own film about us. And we've got superpowers. And we're fighting guys and so it's ridiculous to think that kiss said we're not going to be in sergeant pepper that will ruin our image kiss meets the phantom of the park Bafo. yes yeah fucking love that so much there's only one person who gets a pass in this movie okay and and that's alice cooper who is horrible in this yes Number one, he doesn't look like himself. Number two, he's barely singing. He's like screeching. He's like this weird cult member or whatever fucking thing. It's a horrible number, and it's really bad. And I got excited when I thought of Alice Cooper doing a Beatles song. That's going to be awesome. And then you see it, and it's like, oh, that's him? I thought that was a depressed Frank Zappa. Yes. (laughs) Well, in fact, it was depressed Frank Zappa. Yeah, but apparently, when he signed to be in this movie, he was a real addict. And then he got clean and went to rehab. And he, the I see him in rehab, and he's like got a robe on, and he's got a blanket, and he's in group, and he's like, "I've got a question, Dor Dolores." Can I leave for three days next week? Alice, you know that you're not supposed to leave for three days. Why are you leaving rehab? Because I signed a contract that says I need to make a disco movie with the Bee Gees. Fine, but only three days and then come right back to rehab. Okay, Dolores. And so he's the only one who gets a pass because he was rehab and got three days to come in. Okay, I've got three days to do my scene, then I've got to go back to being clean. And so, (laughs) he's the only one who gets a pass. Everyone else, I'm so disappointed with Steve Martin. I'm so disappointed with Steve Martin. 
I love Steve Martin. People say that this is an important film in Steve Martin's career because you can see shades of the dentist character that he would eventually do in Little Shop of Horrors. But he still sucks in this. Well, he's also kind of the character that he did within The Man with Two Brains. Yeah. But he's he's walking funny and he's singing funny and it's just it's the absolute worst. Anyway, funny. Yes. I want to end this with a new segment idea that I had while I was in the bath. Um, uh, a new game for the both of us to end every discussion of the movie. I call the game. Can we Thor it? Can we Thor it? Yes. So whatever movie we're discussing, can we create a bad sequel to the movie a la Thor to the Dark World? So so let's say we were in charge of making Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band 2, The Dark World. Okay. What would that be? Now, in my mind, I would like to think, number one, uh, first off, what if we do Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band, but just with the music of the Ruddles? Okay. Interesting. That's yeah. That's a good idea. Yeah. Sgt. Ruddles Only Darts Club Band, I think is what the, the album is actually called because they mention it. Sgt. Rudder. Uh, number two, in this one, the Bee Gees have to fight like the Nega Bee Gees. Okay. Yeah. Stop Pilgrim. And there are evil Bee Gees out there. Yes. Which would be just the Bee Gees 10 years after this movie. Yeah. 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 No, pretty much. I always like Night Fever. Was that them? That was them. Yeah. I always yeah. like Night Fever. I always like that. One of these days, we'll have to do Staying Alive. Staying Alive. That's a weird-ass movie. Yeah. It's like it's the Saturday Night Fever, except now uh, your beloved Guido is taking jazzercise. (laughs) With Lily Tomlin. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, really weird. One of these days, you know what movie we should watch? Rhinestone. What? Rhinestone. I haven't thought of that movie yeah. in a long ass time. I have found a movie and I have it that I think is demanding. Demanding a commentary track from us. What movie? King of Kong. A fistful of quarters? A fistful of quarters, motherfucker. God. Oh, my God. There was a period of, like, a year. Starring the hot sauce king of Peoria, baby. There was a period in time where Natasha and I would just go into random rooms. Like, we'd go into Emerald's room and we'd go, "Uh, guys, there's a a kill screen coming up. There's a kill screen. Kill screen. kill screen if anybody's interested and then we just leave hey uh if anybody's interested there's a uh there's a pac-man kill screen coming up 
if anybody's interested. Fucking, oh, I love that movie. And I love the fact that in Disney's Wreck-It Ralph, they base Mr. Litwack, the guy who owns the arcade, on that guy who is the judge yeah. in King of Mr. Litwack! Yeah. I, I, I just love that. Anyway, we're working We're working right now on Sgt. Pepper 2, The Dark World. Yes. You're going to really oh. love the Mega Bee Gees. That's going to be really good. That's going to be really good. Now, that's all I've got for this week. Next week, I don't know what we're doing. Do you know what we're doing? I know what we're doing. So it looks like my, my birthday month is starting a little early or something. I don't know. I don't really have a theme okay. for what I am doing this year. Okay. Basically just a collection of movies that I think we haven't covered, haven't covered enough, haven't really haven't really gone in this direction yet. So and it's already on the cough cough. We are starting with 1933's May West with Cary Grant. She's done him wrong. Okay. I have no knowledge of this movie at all. It is to the best that I could determine both Mae West's and Cary Grant's first starring role in a movie. No shit. It's a... Okay. Okay. Interesting. So, uh, a, a little dip in areas that we don't dip often, and something that... I, I, I don't think history should forget Mae West. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. Well, okay. So next week, we're doing 1933's She's Done Him Wrong. All right. Okay. I have absolutely no knowledge of this, so I am excited. I'm excited to see what transpires. Oh, I, I forgot to... Uh, I have another background, but... I have another background... But fuck this guy. I'm so disappointed <laughs> in this whole sequence. You would think that Peter Frampton having a lightsaber battle with Steve Martin would be a lot more fun than it actually is. But yes. it's not. Yes. It is sadly. But uh okay. Next week we're doing uh, Okay, something else I want to credit this movie with. Yes. Okay, something we're overlooking. Something that this movie has has ha, does not get enough credit for having inv- invented rap fighting. Did you say rap or rat? Rap. Rap fighting. Where you are fighting, right? Rap battles, uh, electric boogaloo, where you have two people squaring off in a fight that is all basically just dance moves and not actually hitting each other. Picturing Mae West backstage with a gray hoodie on and just, if you had one shot, one opportunity, 
you know? Like poor Cary Grant, he's really nervous. His palms are sweaty, knees yeah. weak, arms heavy. There's vomit on his sweater already. Mom spaghetti. <laughs> Started her own life. Spaghetti. spaghetti, yeah, yeah. M&M's mom makes spaghetti sauce now. Like, get it while you can. You know, yeah. capitalize on your yeah. opportunities. Yeah, yeah. capitalize. Okay. You raised such a shitty child, and he won't help you out. Yeah. I wonder why. Yeah. Uh, so that's exciting. This is exciting. I'm excited to go into uncharted territory next week. May That'll be West. fun. Yeah, we're doing a Mae West film. This is, in my mind, this is a, a spiritual successor to that time that you inadvertently made us do a Doris Day film about yes. lobster. Hey. Yes. It happened to Jane. Is that what it was called? It happened to Jane. Jane with um, what? Martin Landau. Is that who? It was one of the grumpy old men. <laughs> Walter Matthau, yes. Walter Matthau. Okay. Yeah. What else was I supposed to say? It happened to Jane. You saw that in the therapist's saw, office, and that's so weird. Times. That is so weird because every time we would go to the therapist's office, they'd be playing Wally, they'd be playing Bugs Life, they'd be playing. Uh, Did they do the Tortoise and the Hare one? B movie? No, Tortoise and the Hare. What? It, it, no, we always they always pick like the same. Every time we would go to the therapist's office, they'd pick the same like Disney movies to watch over and over again. And then you're like, so I was watching this Doris Day movie about lobster fishing, and I'm like, what the hell? I've only seen Disney animated movies, and they're they're popping up Doris Day movies for you. <laughs> but I pull up and I'm like, and they're like, oh, let's put on B movie for the thirtieth time. You like jazz? Okay. You hit that note so high, and I'm so impressed because I cannot do it. A mother, I think. Yeah. Especially a mother who was, you know, had my mother as a mother. Yeah. You're gonna be a son. I can't. I can't do it. I, I try so hard. Okay, let's hear your Wookie. Huh? Let's hear your Wookie. I I don't even do a good Wookie. Okay, then. Good job. Yeah. I mean, that was all right. I mean, yeah, it did work, but. Thank you. Can we hear your Wookiee? I really rather not. Please, for the podcast, for the for the band, for the band, for the band, for the band. Only because this is reminded of the fucking the, this movie you did reminded you. Yes. Of, yeah. Okay. Hold yes. On. <clears throat> yes. I she might, does a good Wookiee. Okay. That was good. That was nice. Good. The best yeah. my no, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. So, uh, okay. So next week we will be doing a Doris Day movie. No, also- May West movie. May West. May West. May West. <laughs> Natasha got me all screwed up. We're gonna be doing it. A- you did. You you screwed me up with your lobsters. Your lobsters. So. Uh, next week we're going to be doing a Mae West movie. We are going to sadly continue with Shep and discuss the Beatle who was forced to watch this oh. week's movie, Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band, twice. So oh my twice. god! And uh, yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun next week. But now that I'm looking back at this week, the highs, the lows, the ups, the downs. Uh, Bunny, you cried a little bit. Yes. And very, very emotional, powerful. Uh, podcast, I gotta say, I think this has been a pretty good 
episode. Of this has clearly been a damn good episode. Okay. I, I felt the same way, but I didn't want to step on any toes because you're the person who makes those decisions, not me. But yes, I, I, I concur with your assessment. Good, sir. So until next week, I am Bunny Williams. And I am Reverend Steven on behalf of Natasha and Maxwell and Eleanor and Bella and everybody else in the house. I just want to say thanks for listening, and we will see you next week, you godless heathens. It is, hold on, hold on, hold on. We're seeing if anybody uh, else. And we will see you next week, you godless heathens. And you do waffles and cookie cuts. And poopy and foreheads. And shiny foreheads. And Okay, with sprinkles. Do 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 do